What's up? <laughs> it's me. It's Frank. Uh, and uh, there it is. There's the other part of the music. Did not. That didn't click. Fixed that in post. Uh, but we are live, so it's kind of hard to do. All right. But I'm, it's not just me tonight. I'm going to be joined by PLD. Where is he at? Where is he? At? Let's bring him in here. Where is he at? There he is. How you doing? There I am. What's going on, guys? Yeah, a little All bit. Right. I, had, I had a wrong tab up, so I hit the wrong play button. Uh, you guys couldn't hear that part, but now now it's going. Now it's now it's like the showable. But yeah, not only uh, yeah, not only do we have PLD here, but we will also will be joined by Ethan Irwin and his manager Sam Levine. Uh, obviously, he just had a spoiler alert. Um, also, you could I think I don't know if the tweet is still up from Christian where you can there's a link to tonight's uh, Battlefield match. Oh, yeah. I, don't know if that's, I don't know if that's still up there or not, but it was available out there at one point. So uh, if you did not purchase the link or if you weren't a $10 a patron, you still could have watched the match. I don't know if that link is still available. Might want to go hunt that down on Christian's Twitter and that's right. give it a watch. So, again, spoilers here. Big, big win by uh, Ethan Irwin tonight over Ben Bateman in that number one contenders match. Ethan will now go on to face Dan Merle, but I don't want to waste any more time because uh, there, there's some stuff to get into here, uh, PLD. And so let's just get into it right now. Let's bring in Ethan Irwin. Uh, actually, let me, well, let me just bring in Sam Levine real quick. Um, <laughs> here's Sam. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've had time to start drinking again. Yeah. And I'm, I'm better than I was. Well, that's that's good to hear because uh, it got a little, got a little feisty. A little Why bit. wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? That's you true. Know? I mean, when you play against... The likes I mean, of Ben Bateman, sure. I may get yelled at for talking about this, and so be it. Like, there are always going to be challenges. There's always mm -hmm. going to be challenges. And for the most part, from what I've seen, from what I'm sure you guys have seen, what I feel like the fans have seen, generally speaking, the challenges are, even if it's sloppy, it's like, well, okay, he knows the movie. He knows the actor. He missaid one word. It's clear to us that he knows, has a, a very good idea of the answer, so we're going to give it to him, you know? Um, in this particular instance, even in his post-match interview, Ben, who I like very much as a friend, made it abundantly clear he had no idea who directed Going South. Sure. He had no idea, you know, so... It was not like, oh, well, he was so close or, well, he did at least say the name of someone who directed one of those movies. You know, the, if, he, if he did at least said Nicholas Winding Ref and I'd go, all right, fine. He thinks we're talking about the movie Drive. Didn't hear the rest of the question, but it was such a wrong answer. And, and when right. pressed, it was very clear he did not know it. So had Ellis pronounced those movies correctly, it would not have changed the outcome. Um, and... And so I, I get it. Again, I said this, uh, uh, but I don't know if a lot of people heard me or saw me. Would I have made the same challenge in Adam Witt's position 100%? Would I have expected to win that challenge in Adam Witt's uh, position? Absolutely 0%. I thought it was a fine challenge to make because you take any chance you can to try to get your guy the win. But I was shocked that they overturned that call. Um, well, and, before we, yeah. yeah, before we get too far into it, let's bring in your, uh, your player here, Ethan Irwin. And uh, here he is. We'll get, there he is. Hello. Ethan Irwin, congratulations on the big win. You're off to face Dan Merle once again. 
Um, it's just a seasonal into, thing for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, other players have had it much worse than you, even though you're going up against Dan Merle. Uh, still quite a feat to take on. Um, before we get into that, though, wrapping up this kind of this challenge situation, I just kind of want to get your 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 frame of mind at that point where you think perhaps he's lost the match, you've won, and then you get in this whole challenge. What are What's your mindset in terms of, all right, just... It's 50-50, maybe we continue playing or we don't. How do you send yourself and say, look, whatever happens, happens. I just got to stay the course. I, you know, even though he hasn't gotten his last few five-pointers, I, I was like, I'm sure he was going to get it. I, I actually, uh, before, you know, once we were going into round three, um, I really felt like, you know, once that question came up, I'm like, well, that is a toughie, which I, I will admit, I do not know. The, I didn't, I would not have known the answer. And I was, it was clear to me, I, I had no issue I, that it was, you know, drive, he said, which I, I was like, clearly that is what he's saying, but I, that's fine. And I think we probably would challenge it too, even though it's a, pe- a somewhat petty challenge. It's fine. I think that's part of the game. Um, but yeah, no, when we, when he, you know, didn't know the answer and they said, you know, they said it was me. I was like, great. I picked up my drink. I'm like, great. This is good. I'm going to start drinking. And then, and then, <laughs> and then they went to the challenge. I was like, well, I don't, I don't think when Sam and I were texting, I was like, I don't think they're going to uphold that. I mean, and then, and then, and then when he got the cat, the captain Bigelow question, I was like, Oh, oh God, that's such an easier question. That's than the so other much question. of an easier question. Well, that, that aside, I'm, I'm also wondering, you know, when, when Alice comes back and says that it seemed like he even admitted that he read it as drive. Does that at all change your perception of how everything went down? If he, if he's reading it as drive and therefore, Ben is reading it and hearing it as drive. Is there a bit more of an understanding how we kind of got into this situation? No, because I made it very clear that on Ellis's third read of the same question, he made it very clear it's drive, he said, and going south. And again, if he'd said Nicholas wanted Reffin, I would have been fine with him because he directed drive. Right. Right. He knew that uh, Nicholas Wine reference wasn't the right answer. That's why he went to Albert Brooks. He knew Albert Brooks was in the movie. So he's like thinking that must be what it is. And that's what threw him off. But that's what he said. Anyway. I mean, right. I can see and also why Albert Brooks is way. not an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah. So sure. it was it was a, a wrong answer. All of it was wrong. And yeah. yes, it, it it could be more controversial than if Bateman didn't miss Premium Rush. Yeah, if he hadn't missed Premium Rush, he would have won the game. I mean, yeah. 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 By, uh, by the way, had I, yeah, I, I keep thinking about having gone to, you know, multiple choice. That's what I wanted to ask you as well. That, that, Ethan, you know, yeah. I, that my wife and I were just, you know, Meredith and I were just talking about it. And it's obviously I did. I knew the answer would, I was like, it's gotta be Russia. But what if it was, you know, a different former Soviet Republic, such as like right. your, right. your Estonia's, your Latvia's and so forth. Right. And so I was like, cause I hadn't had, they thrown that into the multiple choice. I might've actually gone for it. But because right. they ended up being Russia and ones that didn't seem do, like it was going to be. Sometimes the the obvious answer does that trip you up? Sometimes where you go, this is it's too obvious for this to be the answer. Even if you're lukewarm on question on like, four, on question yeah. four of multiple of of round two, I was like, I was like, it might be a little trickier. Like Russia is like the obvious answer. So I was yeah. like, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's why I did it. But yes, I guess we wouldn't have this conversation, be having this conversation had I sure. just I mean, there's correctly. there's always a bunch of what-ifs and buts for every yeah. every match out there. You know, what if Ben Bateman got that bonus question correct? You know, what if mm-hmm. you got it wrong? You know, and every, we can go a billion ways uh, and, and figure out this is how this person would have won and this is how this person would have won. Um, yeah. But getting through the, that first round, 
do you go into this match fully? Because when you look at how the division singles and just one as a whole, where every match basically hinges on a missed question. What's yep. it like preparing for every match, knowing that, especially at this at this uh, level of play, what's it like knowing that you miss one question, that could be it? Because when he misses one, do you go, I mean, I'm not saying you, you think you won the game, but you go, this is probably the one break that I needed, and now let me just hold this momentum. What's it like preparing for matches like this, where it just hinges on one question, seemingly? I, I mean, it's it's tough to prepare. We we did actually, you know, we knew obviously that he loves Tyler Perry, so we did do some, you know, some Tyler Perry study sesh. Um, so I actually I could have answered all of his Tyler Perry questions, and I actually wouldn't have gone to multiple choice on any of them. Um, but the uh, but yeah, and and you know he could have done the full you know Nicole Kidman ones without. By the way, Nicole Kidman, the real star of this entire show, is real, what my I wife mean, said. Right. Right. Exactly. Sure. A real diva. She's a real winner. She's a real winner. Yeah. Real winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it's, it was, a, it was a, I, I would say that, you know, it's, it, there is in some ways no way to fully prepare, um, other than just, again, I've said this many times, I, I'm lucky that my job is, you know, making movies. So I, it, it, I essentially get to study movies just every day. Yeah. On the part clock. Of my, my work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. A lot, not a lot of, not a lot of players in this league get paid to, you know, work up on movies. Back um, in the old days, back <laughs> in the first, like two seasons, two, three seasons of the Schmodown. Yeah. That was everyone but me and one or two <laughs> other players. Sure. Like Snyder, uh, Dan Merle, JT, like they all had jobs where they were paid to go to screenings, to talk about films, to know all about films, especially new releases. And so this stuff, if they would ask about 70s, 80s, even 90s movies, that wouldn't bother me. But like when new the new release category would come up and they'd ask about a movie that had been out for six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> right, this right. is ridiculous. Snyder saw that movie three months ago in right, a private right. screening it's re it's not fair yeah, yeah. To ask a question about that movie to the both of us he's had more of an opportunity to see it than i have I so wanna... i know how you feel and i'm <laughs> glad that there's been less of that yeah um before we move on here i just want to make sure i get the super chat in from the tim sim from the tim sim show uh earlier in the evening uh suspects have reigned in the dungeon in the end of their best week of the season you guys the suspect as a whole have had a huge week you picked up nine points collectively across yeah. these three matches yeah. this week. Uh, Sam, you know, last last season was a bit of a struggle in terms of getting any kind of momentum going. Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, this season got kind of off to a good start. You won, like, your first three, and then you guys kind of teetered off, and now you're picking back up again. How do you manage the ebbs and flows of this type of season, especially when you have a bunch of new rookies who are kind of learning the ropes for the first time? Um, you know, I got to say about our rookies learning the ropes, every one of them came in knowing this game very well. Uh, a lot of them have been played in the fan leagues and those who didn't, you know, they, they're not strangers to movie trivia. Uh, so I, I loved how very quickly the, the, the whole faction became a cohesive unit that all learned how to study together. Um, and, and like I said, at the end of the, the, the match, I don't know how many people get to see it, but I feel so confident about the suspects as a whole that when we hit that slump where we couldn't seem to win a match where we were losing by, you know, TKOs, that wasn't because we were not a good faction or the players weren't good. That was just bad luck. And the only way I thought this faction would 
have a similar fate as we did last season was if we just became the victims of too much bad luck. And, um, you know, bad luck, I, I like to think it only exists in the short term or luck really as a whole is only going to yeah. affect you in the short term over the long run, over the entirety of a season, the good factions, the good teams are going to rise to the top. And, um, you know, I, do I wish we were higher? Sure. But I'm very impressed with where the suspects were to where we are now. And I think, you know, there's no stopping us at this point. And, you know, you've talked about your rookies and how well prepared and, and how much they they came in knowing the game already. I just want to mm -hmm. get your quick opinion, though, on what <laughs> Dagnino and company over there have done with their rookies. When you look at that crop of rookies, I mean, what is your take on that, knowing the type of rookies that you have? Um, I, th I think it's great. I think the dossier yeah. <laughs> that uh, Tom claims they, they were working off of has panned out. I mean, look, there is, there's no question that when you're dealing with rookies, um, even those who know the game, there's always going to be that element of luck uh, of, you know, it's one thing to play in a fan league. It's one thing to play along at home. It's another thing to actually play in a match. Yeah. And there's no telling who is going to suddenly be Master Ninja uh, when they play and, and who's not. Um, and they, they've had some good luck, but uh, it's a long season. So I'm, I'm curious to see how well they do at the end of the season. Uh, there's no question. A, a lot of people knew. I don't know how well you guys remember in the, in the draft when uh, the Finstock Exchange drafted uh, Griffin Newman. Sure. And, uh, oh, you guys couldn't hear this. Only we could hear this. The managers were in a separate room. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kaiser forgot to mute his microphone. Uh-oh. And so <laughs> right before, I think it was right before Kaiser was about to get his next pick, uh, Dagnino drafted Griffin Newman. And I, everyone listening in the manager's feed could hear Kaiser off camera go, how did he know about Griffin? <laughs> That's I great. literally said, I was like, John, it wasn't a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, I, I think, I think he everybody. He a movie podcast, man. Like, everyone knew Griffin knew his stuff. But yeah. at the time, and I wouldn't believe me, I would have drafted Griffin in the first round, but we didn't need another great singles player. We already had three known entities who were great singles players. So um, I, I very much am glad that we went with Amaru on that because, man, is that guy proven to be worth hey, that spot. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and, and, and now he's going to have a big match against yeah. Saul here at Collision uh, in studio. Uh, yeah. that one of the two live matches, so uh, that'll be interesting to see. Ethan, um, with this season now and kind of really getting into the mix of it where it was kind of hard last year, what, what do you think – is different from last year to this year in terms of just the overall uh, faction. I, I know there's different players here now, but what do you think? It, is it just more cohesive studying, or is there? Did you guys learn stuff from last season that you go, hey, you know what? Maybe we should try it this way this season. What's that been like for you specifically? I mean, I feel like last season it was mostly just kind of you know when we would do you know and any kind of prep, it was really just Sam and Rachel. And, and myself and now to bring in the whole team and everybody and all their experience and all their different kind of you know wealth of knowledge and in, in a ton of different arenas um has really helped and you know again Paige, super rock star yeah you know, she really is we, a yeah. huge you know we knew we knew he was going to put on pixar 
and we knew he was going to put on Tyler Perry. So yesterday, you know, the, the sheer amount of she and, and, and Amaru and, and Liz, the, the amount of like, you know, uh, uh, time and effort they put in just to help me um, for something that, you know, might have been an eventuality that wasn't, uh, you know, was, was incredible. And I think that's made a heck of a difference. And, and I also want to ask you about bringing Liz Shannon Miller over now. You know, she was on Swag. It had a good thing, pretty had a pretty good thing going there with Winston in terms of um, getting on a roll there and really finding her groove. But I think you helped bring her over into the suspects. What's it been yeah. like teaming up with Liz Shannon Miller and having her presence in the faction this season for you? For me, it's been great. I, I love it. Look, she's a friend. I've known her for yeah. twenty some odd years, uh, or, or thereabouts. And yeah, no, it's been awesome. And we had look. You know, I know, she, again, she beats herself up about our, our match against Rushmore. But, like, you know, we did. I, I, she carried us in our first match. We did a decent job in our second. And if we end up doing this team tournament again, I'm, I'm super stoked to be able to play with her. And now, uh, like, yeah, so now you're charm. <laughs> four, four teams, uh, four times a charm, right? Exactly. But, look, I thought you – I thought Janine was great. I was. Yeah. I. I feel like I let her down in some of our matches. Like, but 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 she was always awesome. No, teams is harder for me. I don't know why. Um. I. You know, it's funny because I work in a completely collaborative industry. But I don't know. It's just. It's. It's been harder for me. Um. Than it is just. Just. Just singles. Um. But no, she's great. I really love it. I. You know, like I know the way she thinks. I know we've known each other forever. So. What, I gotta say, looking at you guys playing your first match, it really looked like you were just picking up from somewhere you left off because it looked, it just seemed very natural. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, that's just, uh, got to got have to be attributed to the friendship you've had over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it just further proves how much chemistry between two players, uh, can go a long way in terms of uh, delivering uh, successful performances. You look at, you know, corruption and deception, but they have going on there, even with mm -hmm. Ben and Dan, how they have kind of a, a chemistry over there that leads to success. And while, you, you, Ethan, and Liz are also elite performers um, in your own separate rights. Coming together, I think, has been a real um, – it's been a lot of fun, I think, as a fan, speaking for myself, to watch you guys play uh, together. And um, I hope if you guys do go into that tournament – I know nothing's confirmed, Sam, but uh... – <laughs> I, I literally – like, I, I'm not joking. We literally have never talked about it. Ever. No, oh, so, I believe you. I believe you. I'm on board. We haven't talked about it because we were not focused on that. Yeah. We were yeah. focused on today. And I, we're not going to talk about that until we got through today. So now we yeah. can have that conversation, you and me, later. But yeah. that's why we didn't talk about it. It had no bearing on what happens today. Is, yeah. No, is and by the way, I'm totally fine. That we is later like it. now? Or is that like later, later? Sam. Later, later. <laughs> later, okay, later. All right. I, we I do, uh, the suspects <laughs> do not make announcements <laughs> without telling no. the rest of the suspects. First. We can get them all in here, Sam. I'm sure we could. No, my, but you know, it was it was my wife Meredith's idea to have Liz come in because you know I'd been doing it for a little bit and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we've just known Liz forever and and it was a great idea. It, it has worked out well for Liz. It's worked out well for me. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah. Another thing I want to ask you real quick, Ethan, is you've kind of gotten this. Um, I don't know if reputation is the right word, but everyone looks at you as someone who is just a brute force of knowledge and you don't study um, or you don't need to study or you don't really like hit the books the way other players do. I felt like, I feel like that's kind of been surrounding you. People just would say, well, maybe he's, because when you came into the league, it didn't, you know, you just ran through everybody and it was just where this guy come from. But then as you've continued to play, I think, 
some somewhere down the line, this notion that Ethan doesn't really need to study, uh, he just goes off what he knows because they would see some weaknesses here or there, whether it was animation or Pixar, what mm-hmm. have you. Um, when you hear that type of stuff, you know, was it true? Is it true? Or how do you handle things that, that I guess, in general, you hear about yourself that maybe not necessarily be true? I, I would say it was definitely true early on. But I once I have gotten a little, you know, deeper into it, certainly, again, you know, on the bigger matches, yes, on some of the, like the, in the tournament, some of the early round stuff, I didn't, you know, I wouldn't study. Once I get the wheel, usually, you know, especially on the, when we're doing it digitally, we get it a little earlier in the day than when you're in studio and you just walk up and see what it is, you know, before yeah. your match. Um, you know, I would take that time. But even in studio, I would, once I saw the wheel, I would then spend the time on my phone and look it up anything I thought I might not know. And so yeah. I, I definitely, it's more like short-term memory stuff. Even with like, you know, Pauliyama, I saw he put when I saw that he put uh, Audrey Hepburn on there. I was like, I will now look up all the up. I will I will pull a Ben Bateman and look up all the Audrey Hepburn stuff. It's just the way my mind works. I can't just read that stuff. Yeah. Like at like weeks in advance and have it stick. So it has to be a couple of days beforehand. But I do study, just not all the time. It's your it it's your way how you prepare. Yeah. Closer to the match. Yeah. And also my and also I have a day job that prevents me from being able to do that. But sure. again, the day job does allow me. To, you know, again, I'm talking to, I'm literally, you know, on IMDb and this site called Studio System all the time yeah. looking stuff up for my think, job. So. Yeah. Fair enough. We have the great Rachel, uh, great Rachel yeah. Cushing there. Ethan runs a company, so I'm not sure he has a lot of time to study. <laughs> no, he's yeah. got a real job. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes Don't sense. Don't tell me a very, very demanding job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, really uh, can I say, before I forget, and thank you, Rachel, for saying that, uh, and thank you for all of your help in studying. It was great. Um, uh, I had a question that I, I meant to ask actually mid-match. Something, and I, I know this is like my twentieth match. Why did Ben get to pick numbers first? He uh, was he's higher, higher ranked. ranked player. Yeah, but, he's ranked but two, when, when the ranked players are tied going into round three, the higher ranked player gets to yeah. go first. But I Just, guess if I have one more win than him, why? It's oh, let me rephrase. By wins and losses, the higher oh. ranked player, according yes, to yes. the chairman. He was oh, number two, that. you were number three at the time. Got it. At the time yeah. of the By the way, it all worked out because, again, he picked my numbers, and that is truly the thing that allowed me to, you know, yeah. Yeah. answer the questions I answered. So <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think in future matches you'll try that tactic again, or you're done with that one? You're done with that. <laughs> uh, which tactic is that? Uh, picking your opposing player's numbers or what they Oh, I think I will never do it again. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's Why would you do it It doesn't work. Why would you do it again? Come on, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was. Uh, it was. A, it was a great lesson in uh, in humility. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam, I want to ask you uh, also real quick before we get you out of here mm-hmm. about Amaru Moses yeah. and this match coming up against Saul. Yeah. And you know, you guys are on the upswing here, and and collisions at the end of the month. Yep. You know what? What is it? What would it mean for the the suspects this season? Because you guys were kind of thin last year in Intergeekdom. And then you purposely drafted Amaru uh, and then Marie Wilson as well for Star Wars, but mm-hmm. specifically Amaru. Yeah. Um, what's it like to draft a player who's kind of somewhat unknown? He had family experience, experience sure, but not sure how that translates to the game. Uh, he's played a couple online matches, but this will be in-person studio. Is there... Are you curious about how he'll react to that and how you might manage someone 
being in that element for the first time in, in a pretty big spot. Yeah. So um, there was a giant uh, push in the poker world, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And you had all these guys, I mean, a lot of guys who had grown up playing online poker. And then they would enter these big tournaments. They'd win some tournaments online that would get them a seat at a real poker game at a casino in Las Vegas. And they'd show up and they'd be terrible because they had no idea how to play in what's known as a brick and mortar. Sure. They didn't know how to sit at a table, how to hide their tells, how to look for the other guy's tells. They were dreadful. And so then there was this crop of players who were great online and then became even better in person because they had studied what it took to be great in person versus what it takes to be great online. Amaru is one of those guys. I know he's been putting the work in to know what it is. He's been watching studio matches. He knows the rhythms of those. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about him is that he puts the work in. He is really doing all of the efforts, the maximum efforts that it takes to become a great player. Uh, and, and not just knowing what he knows, but knowing how to handle the studio, how to handle making sure you hear the question, drowning out the noise of the of what's going on in the room, the, the noise you may hear from the street. And uh, so I have no doubt in my mind that he is going to excel in the studio environment. And before I ask you the same question here, Ethan, uh, I want to ask you, Sam, how, how much are you looking forward to in-studio matches coming back? Because I got to tell you, I, I cannot I cannot wait because as much as the digital space you know has served its purpose I cannot wait to get back in studio to have that dynamic. Um, what do you what do you what do you think about finally going back to studio matches? I'm thrilled about it because it, right now when you challenge as a manager you have to type it in the little window <laughs> and then you have to hope that someone sees it fast enough to bring you in. Sure. Whereas when we're in studio and some nonsense happens. <laughs> I'm just going to run <laughs> right in the yeah. middle of the floor. Yeah. Ah, stop the match. Yeah. Stop the match. <laughs> A grievous error has occurred and justice must prevail is what I'll say. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that up. moment. I really am. Uh, Ethan, you know, whether you play Dan online or in person, I don't know. Do you have a preference, uh, uh, you know, as opposed to playing online or in person for, you know, um, because you've played a now a handful of online matches. Um, and and I don't know if this one will be in person or not. I think they're looking into it, as Christian, I think, alluded to. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the, we're still figuring it out. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, here's the thing. I mean, there's a certain energy, obviously, you get in a live environment, which is great. Um, and fuels you and, and you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you cannot replicate it. I would also say, here's, here's what I like, because I'm also naturally very lazy. I also like that I can just be in my home and click, let's go. <laughs> sure. And literally up to the start of the match can be doing research on, on the, on the, uh, whatever slices I, I see we have been given. Um, but at the same time, no, you know, you can't, you can't replicate just being in front of actual people and, yeah, there's just the, the the air, you know, in that studio. It's it's great, and so I, yeah, I, I I'm open to either. But this has been very nice. It, it allowed me to do it from, you know, and allowed a lot of people, you know, who aren't LA based to be able to participate in this. So I thought that part was great, um, and I think some hybrid version moving forward would would still be uh, something I support. 
I just I'm gonna feel like a, a schmuck because I spent you know four grand on this wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it yeah, looks I mean, awesome. I, I can't take it with me. You know, if you could somehow fasten kind of like, um, you know, in Karate Kid where he has like the the, the shower curtain kind mm-hmm. of, you know. Oh yeah. Get, let's get that usual get the shower background. Curtain, usual yeah. Shower yeah. curtain. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> guys, I do have to bounce, but I want to yeah. add one last thing before I go. Um, for anyone watching, listening, anyone wants to take this clip out later because I don't really want to get hung up on this. Um, the the term cheaters proof. Yes, yeah does not at all imply there was cheating going on. It's a lot like the word suffrage. It doesn't imply that we're actively trying to make someone suffer. In fact, it means quite the opposite. It's just a term that has a word that normally has another meaning in it, but in that particular usage doesn't mean that at all. And I imply people to Google it, to Google the, the term cheater's proof. A great example would be, Uh, I'm up at the plate. There are two outs in the ninth inning. There's runners on second and third. We're down by one run. And I hit a double that goes right down the line and lands just fair. But for some reason, the ump calls it foul. And the game would have been over. I would have scored. I would have been a hero. But we got the bad call against us. And then on the very next pitch that I'm forced to uh, look at, I hit a three-run homer. That's right. what cheater's proof means. It means we should have won the first time, but something didn't go our way. And right. the second time, everything's it's, fine. So it's very similar Aiken, to in basketball where you say ball doesn't lie, where yeah. after someone gets an erroneous foul called for them and then they miss the free throw afterwards because it wasn't really wasn't really there. So, yeah, there, I don't think there was – I mean, I understood and there's no ill will with that word. There's um, no ill will. I, I yeah, believe yeah. me, if there is anyone yeah. – truly anyone in this game who I know plays it on the up and up because it's all about the pride. It's Ben Bateman. Yes. No doubt in my mind. All right. Well, with that said, yeah. uh, thank you guys for stopping by and talking. Yeah, with you uh, Sam. I do have to uh, go Ethan. watch the Cub game. You're yeah. absolutely <laughs> right. All right. The Cubs Sam last be... I saw were winning one nothing, and I got to I gotta get out of here. Hey, that combined no hitter against the Dodgers. That's, you... that's nice. Yeah. If you I want to talk about that, you could, but I got to go. All right. He's got to uh, go. He's Sam Levine. Oh, I... Premature. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, oh, you, and you did great. And props <laughs> to Adam Witt and Ben Bateman on a terrifically yep. played yeah, match. Yeah. And you are awesome. Okay. Good night, guys. All right. That was Sam Levine. That was Ethan Irwin. Thanks a lot, Ethan. And good luck against Dan Merle. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. Wow, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we had to cover a lot there because um, there's a lot going on yeah. these days. And especially for the usual suspects right now, uh, PLD, with this winning streak they've kind of been. I think they've up to four now in a row. If it's, I know it's three. I think they had one before this one. I want to say that's um, right. Oh, but, uh, yeah. you know, now they're in title contention, right in the thick of obviously playing for the singles title now. Amaru Moses, he has a shot at getting to an inner geekdom title match as well. So things are really picking up for the suspects here. And it should be interesting to see in the coming weeks, especially, you know, collision and then after that. It, it, and then we have tournament season, the teams and... Uh, a lot going on. Our favorite time of year, tournament season. <laughs> oh boy! And uh, yeah, let's talk about a little. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about that a little bit because it was confirmed here: thirty-two player tournament. That means four players per faction. Um, didn't know if we were going to have that amount uh, or that size of a tournament because you know we, we were going to have perhaps a, a larger team tournament or a larger inner geekdom or Star Wars tournament. Right. Um, but 
as Christian talked about there um, on the broadcast, that the managers voted, and this is how it's going to be laid out now, and uh, should be very, very interesting. I, I love the deeper tournament. Um, what says you, Paul? I love the 32 32-man tournament because we have deep factions, obviously, and players have only got to play two matches in a year so far. This gives an opportunity. You're not just going to see the top dogs. You're going to see those rookies. We have a lot of rookies that haven't played as many times as we see them. They get a chance to prove themselves in a tournament setting, like an Adam Collins last year. Adam right. Collins wouldn't have the reputation he had if he didn't blow through that tournament like he did. Now those people who are 1-0, 2-0, they're like, I want to see more of them. They get a chance to get and possibly four wins in a row, really set themselves up for where they want to be. I love that. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm i curious, you know, there's going to be a lot of theorizing amongst, um, you know, the fan and the community out there about what faction's going to put what for in there, you know, and we'll get into that in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, another big piece of news that, that you know, we kind of talked about yesterday on the show with Brad was Collision to be this hybrid event, yes. two live and, and two digital matches. Um, very, it's, 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 it's. One of the reasons why I kind of actually I moved out here was just to be closer to the live uh, element of it all and in-person <laughs> element of it all. And, you know, everything that I'm doing now or have been doing since the pandemic started, I could have been doing this from Chicago. I, I, and, and, and quite frankly, my rent would have been a little cheaper. But <laughs> so um, um, it's, it's so great that we're able to start to get into the swing of things and um, – I'm just really, really looking forward to the live element. You know, there's yeah. been some get-togethers that people have seen online and whatnot, and that's been great. But, you know, I think people are – people, the, the community, the, the players, the managers, everybody, the crew – it's about time. It is about time. It's about time. I know. I mean, and the fact is, if it's got to be a hybrid, that's just, it's just still tiptoeing back into it. That's fine. I mean, we already talked about spectacular coming in December. That's going to be hopefully fully live. Everything is just about right. done. You know, barring whatever. I mean, hell, I got we got uh, two action houses already uh, booked already. So oh, I saw. I'm like, oh boy, they're they're. <laughs> you guys are picking up right where you left off. <laughs> That's Absolutely. for sure. We're actually uh, hungrier, hungrier now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have, I'm, gonna, I'm actually gonna have to swing by and just see what that animal house looks like. Carnage. And, and, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, that's that's kind of the the great thing about live events coming back as well is just, there's this kind of this traveling circus, right? <laughs> and not, not just the action army, but just everybody. It's just it's this traveling circus, and quite literally, sometimes even after events, there's a traveling circus down the street going to the restaurant or to the bar or what have you. Oh, um, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think, you know, if you're not even able to make it to live events, I still think as an audience you'll feel that energy yeah. back, right? And so oh. um, I just I just cannot wait for that, for, for that, for those to become the norm again. And yeah. we're inching our way closer and closer uh, to that. I just think that Ethan Irwin did a very good point, though. It is kind of nice to have the hybrid still available. Yeah. To be proven that this can work. And for those people, like, for example, overseas or people who can't maybe you know, travel to L.A., they can still get a chance to participate. So we get the live event atmosphere. We get everything we want out of live. But then we occasionally can use the, this kind of environment for other matches, which we wouldn't necessarily be able to see. Gets, anytime we can get a different kind of match, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, Fool's Gill in here says... I was begging for a 32-person singles tournament, but teams is my favorite division. Would have loved to see 16 teams. Ah, well, there's always next year. Yeah, I think, you know, had we been able to go fully back into the swing of things, maybe there's a 16-team tournament where everything can be done in, in studio. 
Um, and I think, you know, also, I mean, the way the managers have voted as well is, is, a, is um, something to take into consideration as well. But I think uh, 32 team or a 32 singles tournament is a great um, kind of, I don't know, alternative to that. Um, sure, we have a little bit shorter tournaments in the other divisions, but I mean, 32, I mean, that's that's really awesome. And, and you never know who's the next Liz Shannon Miller or Adam Collins Right, uh, Jeff Absolutely. Snyder, Mike could go on a, an incredible run there. Um, that's where I think when you get these deeper, longer runs, that's where it makes the runs more matches because someone is going to have to go and win five matches, right? Right. And and join a very short list of players who do that, even though it's kind of a manufactured five game winning streak. It's a five game winning streak nonetheless, and it's going to be uh, fun watching those journeys unfold. Tim Sim again here with the four ninety nine dollars cost you out there, Paul. But he says, hoping there will be a live event in Austin so me and the Sinfinacs can plan a much better official live event meet up the day before the live event. I don't know. I mean, that one in Houston, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. I know. Speaking of Houston, I know you saw that that Kevin Smets in this hashtag smashed cancer posted that picture of me and him in Houston. The guy's one of my favorite pictures of Schmodown in the history of all time. I love that. But love you, love you, Kevin. Absolutely. I was going to kind of. I did want to get to that because that's that's a big that's some big news in our community that Kevin Smets posted on social media that he's officially in remission, which is amazing news. It doesn't mean he's. 100% cured. You know, there's still ways to go for that, but he is in remission and uh, everything is looking great. Yes. And um, that only leads to eventually uh, one day, who knows when, whenever he's ready, that he could make an appearance back in the Schmodown and uh, that'll be a great day as well. Can you imagine, so, Nick? Can you imagine yeah. the, the heat, the energy, if he walks on the stage anywhere, anytime at a Schmodown event? He's been on an incredible journey and uh, an incredible fight, and he's been an incredible fighter uh, on his journey. And so uh, just all the love to, to Kevin and his family for going what they went through and persevering. And, you know, we're on the other side of this thing for, you know, right now it looks like, and um, uh, nothing but clear skies, I think, from here on out. So uh, as Cam Chef says, he's studying now. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. I mean, he is a maniac. I will. Con- I will actually confirm that. I talked to Kai the other day, and Kai was like, "Yeah, he's doing great. He sent me a text card, a text book, the picture of flashcards." I'm like, "Really? Already? You're not even on the hospital?" <laughs> see, see, you know, I, I know this stuff too, and I wasn't going to put his stuff on blast, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> that's that's a, all right. I think Besides, you're really on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I think uh, did I? Oh, wait, we did go to that super chat. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, there was a comment in here that I saw that I wanted to get to, uh, pertaining to the uh, tournaments here. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, N.W. Warrior Bateman is king of tourneys. So yes, he may have lost this match, but there is point opportunity aplenty for a player like Ben Bateman. So all is not lost. I, yes, it kind of stifles the the momentum that the dungeon has had. Right, kind of slows down that train. But if Merle defends against Ethan Irwin and Bateman goes on a run, I don't I don't know what you would want more to happen, right? You know, which one would if you were to say 
you'll pick your poison basically right exactly and that's actually what i was going to say but before uh, tim sibs stewart talking about was i was going to say exactly the same thing that's a silver lining for bateman he does tournaments well he gets into that momentum gets into that run he's one of those people that could blow through a tournament to get a title shot at the end of the year so bateman losing today might be might be a silver lining for the dungeon overall sure. there could be a lot more points come out for the dungeon that way you get him him going singles danger zone going teams possibly a lot of points to be had in tournaments that's right, and you know, and and the exchange and corruption and the quirky mercs uh, suspects right now, um, you know, they they they're in position to really. I mean, they're going to have their opportunities to have a crack at the top of the table here, and it's going to be very interesting. That's what tournament season's all about, really. Um, I do also want to comment on the match we had earlier today, the interview match between Moose Haas and Amaru Moses. Um, this. Was a special type of uh, <laughs> match video event, if you will, because it wasn't really a. It, it was a match. It was it was like a director's commentary on one of these <laughs> matches um, that was that no one had ever seen before. In the right. past, we've gotten match commentaries, you know, from like Kalinowski and Bibbs, Bibbs and, and Draco. That one um, I always remember because that's just a great one. They t- they commented right. on their first match together. So we've had those in the past, but we never had one where no one had ever seen it before. And um, unfortunately, with the new way they were, they are recording these matches. The audio didn't come out, and uh, so Mark and Christian uh, were like, "Yo, let's just comment on this thing and put it out there." It was a great. It looked like it was a great match. I mean, yep. it was a great match, you know, in terms of um, the well, result, at least for Amaru. Yeah, and and I want to say because Moose went in, he played, and he just he can't. I mean, he really made a statement, right? Yeah. And and Amaru had kind of. He had, a, he had a decent showing. He won. He had a decent right. showing. Uh, he was down on himself. And, you know, it's like, all right, let's see what you can do next time out there. And Amaru delivered big time. I mean, he had a really – he had a great bounce-back performance in that match to get the W. And Moose, I think he just hit a bad category for him. And, yeah. And, and then Amaru was able to capitalize on that. And that's huge. So, um, you know, we talk about these tournaments, you know, Moose in Intergeekdom Tournament, just because he, he played the way he did against – Amaru, I would not expect that going into the tournament um, because I, I would like to think he's going to be in that tournament. I, I, 100%. Right, I agree so, at this point. Um, it's, it's going to be because I would think, you know, because Barbarian is kind of like their, their other Intergeekdom player, right? But now that it's a 32-player tournament, he's going to be one of their four. Obviously, he's got to be, I would I think. I would hope so. Yeah, I would think so. At this I point. think oh, actually no. it would probably be – it could be – well, depending on how JTE does – yeah. Um, and this match was Collins. It, I would say JTE, Roca, Barbarian, and Griffin Newman, right? Yeah, that would seem to be. I mean, Radis is doing well. It's an outside shot, but I would I would think he'd, he'd be underneath everybody else. I mean, else Ty, I mean like, I, I think Ty could Depending yeah. on how JTE plays, obviously, you know, Ty could slip in there. Um, a couple other players could slip in there as well. So, and uh, I mean, Roca feels. Roca didn't feel. Roca didn't feel too. I mean, obviously, it was right after his loss, so he tends to have that down period after he loses. By then, he might pick it up, but maybe he'll want to just concentrate on on, on teams and maybe give somebody else a shot in the exchange. That's a good possible opportunity. Yeah, I mean, so it, it'll be interesting to see what all their factions. I mean, we're already we're we're already theorizing. You know, what I know. Factions can do. Can't help um, it. Can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and I think, you know, one of the other things with, the you know, we're going to have these tournaments is, you know, is Thomas Harper going to be champ? Will Laura Kelly be champ? Will Andrew DiMolanto be champ for Star Wars? Because that Star Wars tournament is going to be cutthroat. I, I think it's going to be, it's going to mirror, I think, what we saw already from this past tournament. Past you know, two tournaments think, now. 
to be yeah, honest with you. I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, I think you're going to see perfect games of plenty. Um, I'm curious, though, again, going into Collision a little bit here, preview-wise, Dean Malance and Laura Kelly. Um, Laura Kelly hasn't played since the first week of the season. Right. And and Dean Malance has been in some tough matches. He's It's been a bit since he's played, and it will be a little bit more since he's played when he plays Laura Kelly finally uh, to defend. He's trying to defend for the second time, uh, which is incredible because it's not by someone named Alex Damon. And that's right. the big point. Yeah. And that's what I wonder. Is he ready to like, – because he gets so up, obviously, to face Damon. He's still up, and it's because it was so fast afterward. He was still up to face Damon again. He wanted to defend against Damon. Is there any let-up in him now? He's like, oh, I got past Damon. I'm the man now. Is there any let-up? Because if he does let up, that could be very dangerous because Laura Kelly is no joke. And I feel like she's gotten better as she gets along. She's more comfortable. I remember her first season through when she got, she got to Spectacular, she felt a little uncomfortable still in the live performances. She seemed like she wasn't quite – like win the game but nowadays she seems like she's locked in she knows the game better and she's ready to go so Demilana better not let up any yeah I want to see in the chat right now if uh, if you guys want to put in the chat who do you think is going to win between Demilana and Kelly just um, just type a name let me see who, who we see in the chat the most and that will be our most unofficial poll ever on this <laughs> show uh, because look the winner of that match going to have to play Thomas Harper the major Thomas Harper and the major and it's like whew, there is no let up. There is no, no let up. Um, that this division is just insanity. It, it really, really is, and it and it's incredible the level of skill that this division has. Because I wonder if the toll of of playing these intense matches. You know, playing these intense matches. I wonder if it takes a toll on the person. Like right now, Andrew DiMolanta, will it take a toll on him? In terms of the stress, you know, right. players stress all the time about match playing matches and getting getting the win. But when you're also Andrew Dimolante and you have the title and everyone's coming for you, and you know that, especially in Star Wars Division, how cutthroat it is, how razor thin these margins are. How do you deal with that stress and that anxiety? That anxiety, and and how do you continue if you are able to win your matches? How do you continue to do it and manage it match after match? That's, I think, the real test that I think Andrew Dean is going to start facing here if, in fact, he defends against Kelly, uh, Laura Kelly. And then he's got to go up against Thomas Harper, and that's no easy feat here. Right. And then whoever wins the tournament again, there's like, fast Thomas Harper. There's still people like Zach Burkett, who's amazing. Gold leader, Thomas Harper. Gold leader, man. Got by Gold Harper. Ace is still out there, you know. Ace is still out there. John Ho even had a great first match in his match. I mean, there's a lot of people out there just ready to take that shot. We haven't even mentioned Alex Damon is probably (laughs) going to be in that tournament, right? So it's like, holy hell. Like, yeah, maybe you you don't have Dean Melanza in that tournament, but or Gloria Kelly in that tournament. But you're still going to have the likes of Alex Damon, Gold Leader, Zach Burkett, Marie Wilson, Andres, Molly you know, Damon. you know Molly Damon. It's going to be absolutely insanity. Let me take a look at this chat here and see what names are put in here. Uh, let's see. We got Demolanta. One for Demolanta. 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 Laura Kelly. Demolanta. Uh-huh. Demolanta. Laura. Laura Kelly. Uh, rooting for Kelly, but Demolanta will win. Okay, a little column A, a little column B. Okay. Uh, Demolanta here. Um, uh, all right, so that's about it right now. Uh, Mike Phillips in the chat here says, do we know what's going on with Kaiser? They said Wit might manage Dan. I'm not trying to ask personal questions. If it's private, just was thrown off. Yeah, I think um, there's no, I think, 
storyline thing that's going on with that. It's just a matter of circumstance, and I think uh, we can just leave it like that because it is, you know, if, if Kaiser wants to go out and put it out there, that's up to him, but I think it's just a matter. Right now it's a matter of circumstance, and that's yeah. pretty much all I'll say on that. I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, Melon Patch here says, honestly, it's 50-50 with these top Star Wars competitors. They are so razor sharp on these answers that it's a who blinks first situation. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, even Adam Witt, speaking of Adam Witt, had great games. He had a great game against Thomas Harper. I mean, he's even out yeah. there possibly with somebody. I mean, so it's it's amazing how the people are. Scrimshaw. We haven't even talked about Scrimshaw. He might come right. back. Right. If, I mean, if he can get in there, yeah. If he, if he, he has availability. I mean, that's right. someone huge, you know, that, that you don't want to face. I mean, it's just Andrew DiMolanto, last year's first round match. Right. <laughs> was against Scrimshaw. Like, and one of the best Star Wars matches of all time. Right. Absolutely. So. Just absolutely insanity here. Um, as we're closing in on an hour here, um, we only had really one match on this pay-per-view event, uh, and it still lasted almost three hours or two hours. Um, but, you know, they had the Q&A, so that, that takes up some time, and uh, yeah. the announcements as well. But um, And then we also had Sudden Death as well, which was like, of course, of course we're going to go to Sudden Death. <laughs> of course. Um, just, Poor PJ. It's a, you know, I will say this before we get out of here. Um and I want to know your thoughts as well, because you're behind the stage there, behind the scenes as well. As well. Yeah. Um, such an up and down, just like, all right, he lost. All right, here comes a challenge. I'm like, I don't know what he's really going to challenge here. And then and then the argument comes, and I go, oh, well, that is something I think to, to take a look at and consider. Um, yeah. You know, obviously Sam and, and Ethan were probably like, whatever. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And, um, but I myself, I was like, huh, I did think – they were talking about the movie Drive. I did too. Um, and and I go, oh, they they might, he might get this, and that's just you know a sticky yeah. situation, yeah. Um, because you don't want, it. I don't think you want challenges happening on the last game deciding right. question. You know, it's one thing that happens in round two, but it's like when it's the last question that's terminating the game. That's like the least enviable position you want to be in, you know, right. whether you're the league or a player, for that matter. Because um, no one's ever well, going to be happy. You can't have a right yeah. decision to a challenge. Because if somebody's challenging for a reason, it's a non-obvious, yeah. like, right. petty one, then it's like, you can't be happy either way, really. So it kind of maybe taints it. But I don't think it tainted that much. I feel like we moved on and it all happened. We had the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really feel like um, it was petty in, like, in that... Yeah. In, the, in the sense that it not was last, last season. It was just no, like, hey, look, I think this is... And I, I really liked Adam's um, logic there and and kind of putting it out there like, hey. And also it's like – I know Sam pointed towards, you know, he didn't know these other films. But it's like it's not it's not a requisite that you have to know everything from that, that, that question in order to be right or wrong. You know, you know, well, my argument – let me cut in. Let me cut in. My argument on that is it, it, doesn't, it doesn't – you don't know whether he knew it or not. Like you – I mean even you say afterwards. Yeah, in the yeah. heat of the moment, you can only go on – the challenge you can't go on you can't say well ben did you know it because he did or he didn't that's kind of irrelevant because quite frankly you could tell that he went to drive for the re right reasons right. so yeah. you could tell that automatically for his whole the whole time he's thinking about the wrong movie so of course that's going to take you in the wrong direction and that makes it a little bit unfair i mean un not fair it's, that makes it a little challenge it's challengeable yeah. and i so i can understand both sides i understand sam being upset about it for that reason too i totally see both sides of it i do think it was a fair fair challenge and i do think it was a fair rule yeah i will have to go back and watch that sequence of events 
Um, because I got kind of confused there. I was like, what is going on? And because I even saw in the chat, people were like, oh, Ben's going to know his drive. He's going to know this, you know? And, yeah. And, and so I saw a couple, couple comments like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's totally going to he's totally gonna key on drive. And we're going to sudden death. And then, like, and I didn't know the director. And so when he said, I was like, all right, here we go. And then it was like, Ethan won. I was like, Ethan thought he lost his match like 17 different times. It was incredible. I, and I thought the same thing because he was really selling it. And because his his reactions were genuine, and yeah. even though he was he was off. But so, right. um, but, you know, again, as we get out of here, uh, congratulations to Ethan Irwin um, on a Very big, well. big victory. And, and to the suspects overall this whole week, just an incredible week for them. And they're kind of doing the same thing that Corruption's been doing. Slowly chipping away, slowly chipping away. Corruption was, is, was had a little bit more of a, a, a point um, cushion, if you will, in terms of wow. you know where they were at in, in the standings. But suspects, man, they are they're 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 in position to really shake things up. And honestly, it kind of benefits the dungeon in a way because the more that the suspects and even the quirky mercs, if they're able to beat up on these other teams and kind of stifle them. I mean, like, defense like exchange, TK, TKOing everybody except the dungeon, except for, what, one time, I think, right? Yeah. Um, that helps the dungeon. Yeah. Every, knocking points down from other teams. <laughs> Just taking them right out. Even, yeah. if, even if the exchange was getting a couple points out of it, you know, they're still knocking down. And now the exchange is starting to lose some steam here and there, okay. you know, that lost Lieberman um, was a big one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see if they can – you know, bounce back, which I'm sure they will. I mean, they got JT going up against, I mean, JTE Collins, it's going to be insanity. Ah, uh, Snyder is going to be playing um, yeah. the winner, right? Or he's the playing, um, Snyder is playing Collins, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and JTE's playing, JT's playing Chance. Is that what happened? I think it's the other way around. Am I just all, I'm just all confused right now. Who in around. the chat there can help me out? Who in the chat? Yeah, I think we're all the way around. It might be the other way around. Maybe it is. I, there's just, there's too much. There's too much going on here. But it's going to be inter interesting. Um, no one's in the chat, like, putting anything? Come on. Come on, chat. Come on, chat. Come on. Um, Either way. Uh, Adam Witt's here in the chat. Adam you Witt. said, great analysis, guys. Essential breakdown, as always. Uh, Adam Witt is just um, an absolute, just the best. He I is mean, a great player, just great the best. manager, great entertainer. He yeah. always makes things go by quickly. You always feel calm with them. Even his challenge wasn't very, he just was, matter of fact, yeah. told it. I, Adam Witt's awesome. Chance for a Snyder, that's okay. I knew Chance was that, yeah. Okay, yeah. There, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but also, I think, look, I'm not trying to put Adam Witt out the pasture, but if you wanted to be a manager, I think you'd be a fool not to take him up on that on that offer. If you would ever go into that route. I don't know. You know, honestly speaking, and I love Kaiser. I don't know if Kaiser would have would have challenged on that. Like, oh, kind of he like... definitely would not have challenged that. If I was ben trying not to slam him, him but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that was uh, that was another point. Like, if Kaiser was in this match, I don't think he ever would have challenged it because Ben wasn't going to challenge it. He said it. Um, I don't think. I think it's high probability that Kaiser does not um, <laughs> challenge does that. Not but challenge that. and and Sam, you know, says like, look. If you don't have a, a manager out there fighting for you who can know some of these answers, um, I I don't know if that was a subtle shot at, at Gucci, but maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like, we'll but like it. even you know Kaiser, he had the uh, the Boba Fett challenge, right? Yeah. Where he where he knew some bit of information that he thought maybe he could turn it his way, right? So you do need those um, right. managers that will fight for you and that and that know in certain spots and questions, you know. 
I mean, that, because honestly, if there's like challenges of the year, I would put this one's going to be on the on the docket of like 100%. the five best challenges of the year for sure. 100%. Um, all right. I keep saying we're going to wrap up. We should wrap up. BLD, <laughs> okay. what else you got going on before we uh, get out of here? Uh, nothing else. Let's go FCL coming up again. As always, uh, I've been writing questions for that. So Tuesday, that will be another, another big event on Tuesday. we got Maxwell the Dad going up against Robert Montano. That should be a fun match there. Wow. Late to the party. Yes, late to the party. And Chris Adams from the Adams Boys going up against Travis Fishburne, a newcomer from he played a couple matches, couple matches ago. He's really great, really entertaining. So come see that on Tuesday on on Twitch. Is it true? I just want to hear from somebody else too. Is it true that Zerun Plaus is the FCL champ? Is it true? Zerun Plaus is the champion because Brad did not have legal reading the documents right. It's it's kind of crazy. Brad's kind of slack a little. He's even making me come on the rundown for him at this point. Look at that. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. He's. He's, he's, he's ridden with shame. That's what it is. Even, yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Check out the FCL on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch. Schmodown Twitch. Correct. Um, this is Schmodown Rundown. 250. We'll see y'all on 251. All right. All right. <laughs>